0: Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now.
1: Well, 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 isn't it a beautiful thing that I am sounding off from all over, the, all over the world, all over, nationwide, on all social media platforms. It's your one and only Jake, the Snake Silva from the Snake Sports Talk Show. On a Monday afternoon, we're live on Facebook youtube twitter twitch and on instagram is where you can like follow and subscribe and hit the bell button for all latest notifications on future and past shows i'm jam packed today good lord we have so much going on today but you know this is going to be strictly around the nfl today because there is lots and lots of news to truthfully break down to all of you guys hope you guys all had a great weekend and hope you guys also got a whole bunch of candy this halloween uh, yesterday it was so much fun. I mean, we just kind of took, you know, this year off and ultimately we had a lot of fun, little nephews going and getting candies and, um, you know, checking out all other neighborhoods. It was, it was a great, but it was, it was very interesting though, because it wasn't like there was a whole lot of Halloween spirit, spirit. I was kind of, I was a little bit disappointed, but it's understandable. But got a lot going on here for you guys as we're getting ready to talk more about NFL. And we also, at the bottom of the hour, have quick caps as usual every week when we recap all of the games that we learned from week eight. So I'm going to start with this today because lots and lots of news surrounding in the NFL. And first of all, I want to get into, so Derek Henry shut down for the rest of the year. He's put up on IR. The Tennessee Titans have announced that Derrick Henry did suffer a season-ending injury where he is going to require surgery. They'll put him on injury reserve, and they have officially signed running back Adrian Peterson. So it's unfortunate. It's a hard loss for the Titans. It really, really is. But at the same time, all's not lost. Because the fact of the matter is, Tennessee is without one of their biggest components in Derrick Henry. I mean, he's an absolute mad madhouse, power back, guy that's just completely, he, you know, I mean, he he's a freak of nature. He's unbelievable. He's fun to watch. As I've said before, modern-day Earl Campbell. But this is what's interesting about the AFC South, though, for instance, because you have to think about who's coming in to this division with Adrian Peterson now. And it's funny because even though Adrian Peterson – a longtime veteran, really good running back. I don't think it's truthfully, they're not looking for another Derrick Henry. They can't, but what they're looking for is at least a component that could at least fulfill the run game, know that they have somebody to trust and that keeps the offense themselves in check, where it keeps them, like keeps the momentum going on all cylinders. And Mike Vrabel talked about this earlier and it was hard to know that they were losing their superstar but also at the same time, staying very, very optimistic. Because if you have to think about it, when Ryan Tannehill came into this Tennessee offense, I mean, Marcus Mariota, injury plaguing machine, and on top of that, Derrick Henry made a name for himself the second he came in. So the offense was completely stacked. The only difference was they had to change tight end. That's the only thing. Now they're in a position where they have to change uh, running backs to where they have a run game, they can continue a run game, and the offense doesn't change. Because as I've said about Tennessee since the start of the year, I really do think their offense is good, Is is it, it's quality to where you'll get points, you'll get, you know, you'll get momentums. I know what I'm going to get from Tannehill because he's outside of Adam Gase. But the only thing Is that not only was Derrick Henry the key component winning most of the games and was the reason that the offense is as stellar as it is. But also, too, you have to think about it. When they don't run Derrick Henry majority of the time, I mean, they still have a capable offensive line that will, you know, that'll give Tannehill enough time to throw, but also AJ Brown, Julio Jones couple of other different scenarios where you have options. Now it may I think this is going to be a little bit harder. No, scratch that. It'll be a lot harder because the fact that Indianapolis Carson Wentz seems to be picking up in a good pace. Jonathan Taylor strong running back. Um they're getting a lot of key components back at the right time. Not to mention defensively, they need a little bit more help. But at the but I think Indianapolis could try to make a run for this division knowing that they don't have to deal with Derek Henry for the rest of the year. And it's interesting, though, that picking up Adrian Peterson was an option because I honestly would have said go and make a run for James Robinson because if you think about how Jacksonville has treated James Robinson after drafting Javis Etienne in the draft, I would have said put your chips in get him at least for a couple of draft picks. And then there you have it. You have a quality running back. And then when Derrick Henry's back, you have a two-headed monster and running back. I mean, it worked for Cleveland with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, it worked out for a bunch of other teams that had dual dual threat running backs. So I would be interested to see how Adrian Peterson's really going to work this out. But I don't, he's only a temporary piece. Only a temporary piece at the moment. But I'm not sure how they're going to work this out. But my only thing is, they'll be very Ryan Tannehill reliant. They're going to have to trust their quarterback to end up making a lot more of the plays. But you better hope that they have a stable run game moving forward. All right. um, I want to talk about this. Because I think this is very interesting for all of us football fans to really, really understand and realize because injuries after injuries after injuries, quick caps is going to be, it's going to be fun to really break down all of them because we had so many injuries this past weekend, not to mention lots of different surprises and some that I think we have a really good idea on. Two in the NFC the Green Bay Packers, and the Dallas Cowboys. I think those are two NFC teams that are making a run for it. And it's interesting because Dallas is without Dak Prescott. Yes, last night. And Cooper Rush didn't even have to be like Dak. All he needed to do was execute his plays, And sure enough, he did. And what's funny about this is, this is a fast physical team. And it's interesting to say that about Dallas because they hadn't been like that in a while. They've been cute. They've been, you know, they they were more of like, you know, when, when you look at certain workers, are you a type of worker, you know, you crack your hands or anything like that, or are you a little bit more on, you know, the protective side just to, you know, just so that that way, then you don't have to get your hands dirty. I feel like Dallas has become the team that they're finally getting their hands dirty. They're finally getting physical and hands-on. And it's working. I mean, Micah Parsons was an absolute home run of a draft pick. The year before that, Trayvon Diggs is showing you exactly what type of corner that he's that he's capable of being. But on top of that, all their components has really been working. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, even without Dak Prescott as as quarterback, they were able to make it work, and Dallas after last night's win showed you a lot that that may a team, maybe a team, not to reckon with for the rest of the year. And then the Green Bay Packers, the fact that Arizona got their first loss, and Aaron Rodgers without Devonte Adams, and they had only a couple of key components on their. You know, not just Aaron Jones, but a couple of options that he can use is just telling you how valuable of a quarterback Aaron Rodgers really, truly is. And Green Bay, regardless if they have a second, like a, a secondary wide receiver, they could trade. Cha- they could trade for because we've all been on that train. But Green Bay is looks a lot different. They're finally starting to understand and get it now. So as Dallas. So I feel like the NFC, because there are a lot of tough competitors now. You you would put Green Bay and Dallas in that you know in that topic of discussion. I would at this point, because now you I mean we've looked at it all year long. We thought Tampa, but then Tampa got upset by a backup quarterback in New Orleans, and New Orleans beat them big time. Then there was um Arizona Cardinals which they still are a very, 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 very good team. But let's just see when they make their mark into the postseason, then we'll see who's the tougher team in the playoffs. The Rams right now with Matthew Stafford, it looks like it's just all the planets aligned because they're a physical team, their offense is a powerhouse, and it's worked out perfectly for Sean McVay. And as for the rest of the NFC, you only have like average, above average or below average teams. Whether they're on rebuilds or they could be close but no cigar or even some that they're just punching their tickets into the playoffs. But I'm telling you, all throughout the NFC, Arizona, the Rams, um Tampa Bay, you even you know you even look into uh you you even look into the NFC North where you got Green Bay, obviously, But then you have Dallas. Green Bay and Dallas, I feel like, are going to be the absolute threats in the NFC. Just because of the fact that in the last couple of seasons that they played under, Green Bay's looked a lot better. I think they're finally starting to take it seriously. And same goes for Dallas. And Dallas, we've been talking about this for years and years and years and years on end. Because we hadn't seen a team capable like that since 95. So I think to me, this is starting to become a better awakening for Dallas and for Green Bay. The only difference is Green Bay only has so much time on Aaron Rodgers before they've got to now have to move on and start thinking about their future. All right, coming up next because there's one particular team that they still have skeletons in their closet and they could not beat new England. It's been years and I'll break down exactly why I feel like that. This it's a never ending curse until they actually get it right. And why new England always seems to have a better record against this specific team. Plus, um, I'll also be breaking down the Von Miller trade to Los Angeles to the Rams um, and what that's going to mean now for the Denver Broncos moving forward. All right, so as I've said, continuously going on, we're in a brand-new month of November. It's times to be thankful for. Well, I'm very thankful that there is an app that's more than just an app and that gives me all the tools, gives me all the opportunities to play for fun, win, win a bunch of games that I can enter in for free. And at the same time, I could also get paid doing it and even getting paid sharing the app with my friends and family. It's called Super Draft Pro, the one of a kind app that gives you everything that every not only just fantasy competitors and not even just sports betters in general, but sports fans all across could enjoy could play for could play for fun play for free and also win money you know this is one of the this is one of the best opportunities that i'm very thankful to be able to share this with every single one of you guys i love it i enjoy it i'm earning money off of it but not only just that i'm having fun with all my friends all my family and coworkers who have this specific app it's a great app you can share with your friends and family super draft pro gives you every single tool possible for you to up your game, different types of play styles, including the Super 15, where it's 15 bucks, pick your fu- your Power Fives from one through five dollars on the range and get and win some money. Get to playing and have fun. So go online to Super Draft Pro to sign up or download it on your mobile device through Google Play and the App Store. And if you guys want more information, feel free to shoot me a message and I will definitely give you more info into what Super Draft Pro is all about. Your daily fantasy uh sporting is here at superdraftpro.com that's superdraftpro.com Superdraft Pro is also a big sponsor of Caesars Entertainment
0: Feel like the is great. And everything I do is insane But I know that's just in my mind I know everything is just in my mind Do you really want to be famous? Do you really want to be a superstar? Do you really want to get dangerous? Do you even know where to LA to LV, I'm a raider. Ain't shit you can tell me, I'm a raider. Ain't shit you can tell me, I'm so nation. No matter the location. From O A K L A to LG I'm a raider. Ain't shit you can tell me, I'm a raider. Ain't shit you can tell me, I'm so nation. No matter the location. This that. Get me some greens, you know I'ma spark it Mama got ass told her to the arch Put look yeah. at the spot, hop out and don't park it Be no say, I always keep one in the cartridge With Joey, your purpose, so we goin' toxic Came from the swamp to so visit the tropics. Check out the scenery Tell her mama to the backwoods right by the lake
1: That you guys can shop for here on the spotlight sports network.com merchandise section because it's cold season and we know you guys are going to want to bundle up and keep yourselves warm and we got great quality hoodies. We got hats. We got beanies. We got t-shirts. We got so much here on the spotlight sports network merchandise section as you go online to spotlight sports network.com merchandise section. Powered by Spreadshirt. Get your guys, get your guys yourselves geared up and continue to support the uh, support the network and also supporting the show itself. So, um, okay. So anyway, uh, this this has been quite an interesting thing. But we know right now the AFC West. It, it's obviously a very very competitive division, and we know this. The most competitive NFC West. It's gotten bigger and better so there's how been, bigger there, <laughs> <laughs> how, how bigger it was ju- i was just about to introduce you until you jump right back got to introduce the Vince big man the network you come oh, on now oh my goodness but joining me right now here on the spotlight sports or in the snake sports talk show via the global satellite network presented by Streamyard, is our very own darren hopkins of the spotlight Raiders talk, as you know, he's got to be feeling excited about the Raiders being four and two. Okay. Attitude. So obviously Derek Henry goes down for the Tennessee Titans and they yeah. know that he's the root of the offense. And the only thing I look at it is yes, it is a significant thought yeah. or it's a significant loss, but here's the thing. You still have Tannehill. You still have AJ Brown and you still right. have components that you can work with. And today, they just officially signed Adrian Peterson. So like it. my thing is, how knowing right now there's only one team that's only getting better and they're getting healthier at the right time, it's the Indianapolis Colts. So what does Tennessee need to look out for even after that this happened and how could they possibly get better moving forward to potentially get into that wild card spot knowing they've got the Colts coming up healthy?
0: Well, this is this is what the Tennessee Titans need to do. They need to run the football like they was doing with Derrick Henry. Do the same thing for AP. He he gives you that running style that Derrick Henry has, which is north and south. I think Adrian Peterson still has the tires to, to get you a hundred-yard game. I really think he can, but you gotta keep your philosophy. I understand Adrian Peterson is on the older side of things, but I still feel like to get Ryan Tannehill. To 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 manage him as a quarterback, you gotta establish that running game. Julio Jones has not been the best for Ryan Tannehill, but AJ Brown has been emerging these last couple of weeks because of the running style that Derrick Henry has. Now, I did see on Bleacher Report of all the running backs that they thought the Titans should go and get. None of them doesn't compare to AP and how that style of running is worked in Tennessee so I think you still stick with the game plan but it's probably gonna be less carries because he's older but you stick with that game plan keep Tannehill as a manageable quarterback and uh keep winning pivotal games like they did against Buffalo you it's just I know their defense is a little suspect mm-hmm. but you 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 still have to go with that philosophy to keep winning games
1: Oh no, absolutely. And this, that was what I, I knew for a fact that was very, very important because the fact that losing your key component of the offense, which we know Derrick Henry is an absolute powerhouse. I've said it every time when we're here on the show is he's a modern day Earl Campbell, if not better, but now losing him, it's just now you, you, you don't really have flow and rhythm of the offense. So that's where I think it's going to be, interesting to see how Adrian Peterson does because i think veteran experience is very important but at the same time somebody who understands the the concept of the offense someone that can very much come in acclimate to this type of offense that Mike Vrabel uh puts together for Tennessee um so i'm moving on here and talking about okay so i i've been looking this up okay and i swear it just feels like this team just has not cleared away the skeletons in their closet. And that's the chargers. Anytime at this, this is now the second time that they have faced new England. And this is post Tom Brady. And it feels like there is still skeletons in that closet. Yeah. Um, it, it, when you, when you had done the play by play, what were things that caught to you that, maybe it could be something from past history, what the Chargers need to do better against New England, because it just always seems like it's a kryptonite to them. They can't get past them, whether it's with or without Brady. What were your thoughts in that game after, you know, after the final penalties, penalties
0: It's so many times that Eckler had a good run or Keenan Allen had a first down and it was holds defensively. Y'all could not get the Mac Jones. Yeah. That front seven could not get the, Joey Bosa was no, he was quiet the whole game. I had not called his number the whole game when it came to getting a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, Darryl James did play really well. I can say that on a positive note, mm-hmm. but y'all running game, y'all running game, y'all run defense. Where they had Damian Harris and Stevenson running a rookie running. They was averaging about three or four yards of carry. Yeah, and I, I I don't know what you know, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded coach,
1: right? Yep, he's a de- he's a defensive-minded coach, which is really really interesting considering the fact that both him and Belichick are defensive-minded guys. And now you know, and, and even though Belichick's been around in this league for as long as he has, and he'll pick apart certain components of you know of opposing teams, right. but th- this is where I think, and I knew this kind of going into this game that this was going to be bad for their run defense. And the Mm -hmm. run defense right now is in the the lower categories right now amongst all all 32 NFL teams. Mm -hmm. And I know they've been in contact with Chicago. They may have been in contact with Fletcher Cox and a couple of them. Like, in your opinion, who do you think would be best to fit around the league knowing they need run defensive help? But who could solidify that piece? If you're, um, if you're Tom Telesco today, who you need to push hard for come trade deadline to make that happen to at least make this team better on on the run defense?
0: It's a few, it's a few players, but I don't know what the Chargers' salary cap is, um, going into the trade deadline. So that's another thing. But I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna throw some names out there. I think, uh, Michael Broctor's, from the Detroit Lions. Um, the Raiders have been looking at him as well. Um, Fletcher Cox is w- another one. And I'm going to, ju- I have to say it, and you're going to be surprised about this, but I have to say, it. I don't think it will happen, but it's a possibility. Clean and feral. Really? Clean and feral. Clean and wow. feral be- And I'm going and I'm to say why. Because clean and is on the outside looking in with our defensive tackle rotation. He, he came in as a defensive end, but he's a good run stopper. He's not a good pass rusher. And that's what the chargers need run stopping. But do I think it's going to happen because it's in the division? No, but I think the chargers need to take a look at his contract. He's still young. He's a, he's a, he's a fourth overall pick in, and I forgot what year's draft it was. Mm-hmm. And he's a run stopper. He can stop the run. So I think those three right there, I think Fletcher, I think Brockers and clean is the most, or probably Akeem Hicks. It depends on what the what the Bears want to do. But Fletcher Cox is the odd man out because of his contract. He's due almost $20 million, almost $20, $25 million next year. I don't right. know if y'all want to take on his contract. Right. But Kalina Farrell's contract is pretty okay. Malcolm Brockers, I know he did sign an extension, but it's not as much as Fletcher Cox. Then I don't know what Akeem Hicks' contract is, but those three I could definitely see y'all going after.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and especially when you're looking at every single one of the components that every team, at least ones that they know for a fact, they have a play, a, a guaranteed playoff spot, mm-hmm. that they're going to be wanting to get extra components because it's all about how you favor in the long run when you're in the playoffs. So right. it'll be interesting to see that. Darian Hopkins joining me here on the Snake Sports Talk Show. So let's talk about Raiders, though, because okay, the last two weeks before the bye week, um, first and foremost... You and I talked about this over and over off the air. Mm-hmm. The the John Gruden situation. Obviously, this was one that this was kind of the this was kind of the the evil, you know, kind of like in the back scene. But wow. that but now everything's come out, he's out, and now having an interim head coach, which who knows how long they might keep this up. But are you seeing significant changes right now with the Raiders now that Gruden is out of the office? And do you think this is a much better identity and this is kind of something the Raiders have been looking for? Yes.
0: I think if Rich, Rich Pasaccia, which is the interim head coach, is still the special teams coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, if he keeps this up, he keeps his job. Because I really don't want to lose our coaching staff with a whole new, brand new coach coming in, that means we're back in rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. I think we need to keep it in house Gus Bradley says he does not does not want to be a head coach. He wants to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah. I respect that, but now we have a veteran defensive coordinator in staff like Rob Miles and Rob Melanari and, and and those guys. So and then you keep Greg Olson. Greg Olson knows Derek Carr. He was here when he got drafted before he left, and he came back. Mm. I think that the Raiders are more calm. They don't have less pressure. I feel like it, it, with the, with John Gruden, a lot of players couldn't speak their mind. A lot of players couldn't feel how they want to feel on the sideline. They felt pressure that they had to be perfect under John Gruden. But Rich Passaccia, if, if Derek Clark throws the interception or he's filming the ball, listen, move on to the next play. He makes them feel comfortable on the sideline. It makes them feel like they're having fun again. So that's what I see the difference between Rich Pasaccia and John Gruden because Rich Pasaccia is is actually being a head coach. Listen, you got the defense, you got the defense, Greg Olson, you got the offense. I'm gonna work on the special teams, but I had the last say. So mm-hmm. he's not power tripping like John Gruden was.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I do see a significant difference. Uh, we did have a bye week. A lot of our players are coming back off of IR. Um, so playing the Giants this week. It should be a win, but it's MetLife Stadium. You just never know. I'm I'm spooked about this game. I'm nervous about this game, but I definitely see a difference between Rich Pasaccia and John Group. Definitely see a difference.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's where I think when you honestly look at to how you know this Raiders team, it, it, it you're right. It does look calm. It looks a right. lot more buttoned up and better. And I think they realize what components they do have um, because. It, as I've said before, uh, Derek Carr's not the problem. He's never been the problem. That's why I'm like people that need to, people that that underestimate the type of play style and the competitiveness that Derek Carr has. They're <laughs> they what? are literally going to be in for a ba- like for a rude awakening, because Derek Carr is probably the most efficient quarterback I have seen in this league, mm-hmm. and by far because the fact that he knows what he brings to the table and he, he's giving you 4,000 passing yards every year and not to mention his completion percentage has climbed up each year. So right. it's like, what more do you really have to ask for for Derek Carr? So it looks a lot better. It doesn't really look as conservative as it was before. So it actually looks like it's flowing the way that Raider nation has finally has finally been happy for. And thank God it's come at a good time. I'm sure. Right. Right, it um, def- it's
0: definitely coming at a good time. Um, now the bye week is here because uh, our next couple of games is going to be tough. After um, the Giants, we still have Kansas City. We have to play twice. We still have Cincinnati that we have to play. We still have the Washington football team that we have to play. We got to play Denver again. So it's, it's it, it, I forgot the other games too, but we still we still have to play Dallas on Thanksgiving this month. So yeah. it's a lot of games that. I'm happy that we did this bye week because I don't know if you saw this week, Jake, a lot of players went down that we got to play this year. So, I mean, God forbid, you know, I hope they, you know, get back to, to recovery and everything, but we're getting healthy and they're getting hurt. So mm-hmm. I think we got the advantage when it comes to that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's where I, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of, you know, the league really pans out. You know, there's going to be a couple more teams with bye weeks, but you know, there's even some teams that they're either good off a bye or not so great off of a bye, but they still right. have to stay strong throughout the rest of the season if they want to punch a ticket into the playoffs. But so let's talk about this. This was huge. Von Miller, after all these years in Denver, is now in Los Angeles, but with the Rams. So he went from
0: one th- west side to another west side.
1: Yeah, and it's really interesting. So let's talk about just the two sides real quick before we go into quick caps, because I'd love to get your breakdown on quick caps as well when we look at all these. So I'm down for that. So, Von Miller to the LA Rams. Let's talk about the Rams. What is big now for the Rams, knowing that they've got a competitive pass rusher who, like, you can't stop him at at all? And no matter what offensive line scheme you have, he, he will break away. And he'll make plays happen. So what's the positive upside? Because I'm sure Rams fans right now, since they acquired Matthew Stafford, they started making a lot of these changes. This has to feel great for them. And now what is the what's now the next objective for the Rams? Even though you've got Arizona on top of this division, is, is this something that we may potentially see the Rams make a run in the in the NFC? Yes.
0: Yes, I think right now adding Von Miller makes them the most complete football team in the NFL. I, I just think Sean McVay in that front office has done a wonderful job getting players to win now. You went out and got a Matthew Stafford, a quarterback that could potentially take any team besides the Detroit Lions to the Super Bowl. Mm. Basically. And then you went out and get Sony Michelle because your uh Cam Akers go down. I don't mm-hmm. know if Sonny Michelle's still healthy this year, but you still got the weapons with Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, uh Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson, which Deshaun Jackson is on the trading block as well. Kind of surprised about that one. Um, yeah. and then you got the defense. The defense, they went out and spent money on the defense. Still got an Aaron Donald. You got a Jalen Ramsey, and now you add Von Miller. I think, I think the, the Rams have enough to win, and I feel like if they don't win the Super Bowl, it is a failure of a year for them. Even though Arizona is a good football team, I'm not taking nothing away from them. And Not to
1: mention, different look for Tampa. We did not even expect Tampa to to like, well, there was bits and pieces I didn't think it was going to happen like this this year, but even Tampa Bay, this is a a perfect opportunity to now sneak your way in. Knowing Tampa Bay not the same as they were last year, so now it's like, it, it's now an even possibility. It's either them or it's th- the physicality from Dallas now this mm-hmm. year, and even Green Bay. Yeah, so I think those are the I'm not really a big Green fan
0: East. of Green Bay. I think Green Bay still a little bit suspect on defense, even though they went and got Jalen Smith. Um, after you know Dallas released him. but even look at Dallas now. Now you regret re- releasing Jalen Smith because Jabril Cox is done for the year. Yeah, and that's who you really released them because of of your your draft pick. Um, yeah. I really don't believe in Green Bay defensively. I really don't uh believe in them defensively. I think offensively, I and I've been saying this and I said this on the morning show with uh with ASAP. I mean, actually, I didn't say it, but shout out to Freddie from ASAP Sports Network. He said that what I thought, what if OBJ goes to Green Bay with Devontae? I would love that because that mm-hmm. gives Aaron Rodgers another weapon, but I still don't trust that defense. Um When it comes to the end, I I just think the Rams, if they play the right type of football that Sean McVay wants them to play, they are super. I think they're already Super Bowl bound. Yeah. Even if they go out and make more trades, I don't. Right now, they are. They got Von Miller. Yeah. For yeah. second day 2022, the Chargers could have did that. The Raiders could have did that. But you know the Broncos is not going to trade in our division. There's just and you not.
1: and you think about that. I mean, that just shows how aggressive that not only just the coach but the organization really wants yeah. to be, that they want to get back into it. So 20, second day 2022?
0: Yeah. That's, that's round n- two. That's like round twos and three.
1: That's not for a
0: a Super Bowl MVP. A eight time Pro Bowler, and you give a bunch of peanuts and apples for him.
1: God, I know it. <sighs> it just, some of this stuff just does not add up. I mean, oh, we talked about man. Stephon Gilmore. We talked about Von Hiller. It's like it, it, you, but it does show who are the real aggressors yes. when it comes to they want to be better. That shows your, your, you know, your competent owners and your or, and your your front office people. Absolutely they want it. So, all right. So, we do a segment all the time here up on the show that I always wrap up everything up on a Monday because we know by the time we hit Monday night football, that's the end of the week. And we're ready for you know for next week. So quick caps, man, because I've got my cap. You got your cap on backwards. So are you ready for quick caps here on this show? Yes,
0: and I just want to let you know, gooly I mean, uh, gooly shit. I'm thinking of damn Chicago Bulls. <laughs> I just want to let you know that um uh, what's his? I don't know this guy's name for the New York Rangers, but he does get a seven year extension for $9.5 million for the New York Rangers. Adam Fox, oh,
1: that is good.
0: That, Adam Fox, is, did a seven year extension for a $9.5 million deal to stay with the Rangers long term.
1: That's not a bad contract, but now that means they've got that means now they've got four or five guys on long term. But that that's actually a core squad right there. Because all okay. I can think of... Because I know you're a hockey fan. Yeah. That's why I wanted to bring it to you. No, this was great because, honestly, Adam Fox has been a breakout defenseman that New York needed. They The Rangers needed juice. But now that means they're set. Now you have Adam Fox on long-term, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, and a lot of these. And with Gerard Gallant, mm-hmm. who is an aggressive coach, He's all about scoring, and he's all about getting to the puck any way that they can, offensively and defensively. So that's a great signing for the Rangers. Now that means they've guaranteed their roster. They've guaranteed who their top stars are. Good, Great day for, for Adam Fox right there. Well-deserved. Very happy for Adam Fox moving forward. So, all right, so quick caps. So here we go. So we are going to be starting it off with Thursday, night, Thursday night's football game as we got the audio coming up on here for Quick Caps. So here we go. Packers, Cardinals, down goes Murray. Two interceptions in the game, and not to mention the one that was crucial. But the biggest one was the fact that Aaron Rodgers was without their star wide receiver, Devontae Adams, but managed to make it work. By the way, let's let's not count out Aaron Jones. He was running the ball very efficiently, doing all that he could to get the Packers back into the game. It was close as it was, but sometimes even the best quarterbacks, Russell Wilson knows this, uh, Tom Brady knows this, that crucial interceptions, the only thing you have to think back into the back of your head is how are you going to recover next week after a game like that? Hopefully Kyler Murray does. Um, Patriots-Chargers, Again, running the skeletons. I, they've got to have the worst record right now. I, I, I can't even recall when their last victory against the Patriots was, but this is bad now for the Chargers. Penalties, not completely buttoned up. At first, when I saw the Eckler touchdown, when mm-hmm. everybody was supporting him, I thought that was that was setting the tone. But it's clear... This rush defense is the kryptonite right now for the Chargers. They can't end up stopping the run. They got Tom Telesco has to get on the phone to fix this problem. Otherwise, they won't be the most intimidating team in the AFC. They, My they, one
0: word for the Chargers is flag
1: day. G, flag day. I flag day. Stop getting too many penalties. I love it. Panthers, Falcons. Chuba, Chuba good. So Chuba he Hubbard pounding, yeah. Chuba Hubbard twenty four carries, eighty two yards and a touchdown, and then not to mention, I mean, look, say what you want to about. Whoop! Oh, hold on a second. Something just came up. I don't know why. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I was like, something just popped up up on my ears. But say what you want to about Sam Darnold and about Carolina, but I called this because first of all. Atlanta's a trap team. This is why I I avoid them every time when it comes to sports betting because, first of all, are they going to succeed or are they going to fail like they normally do? So, But Carolina, they know for a fact they're trying any way that they can without Christian McCaffrey, without some of their top pieces, but they're still staying in games. And I think even in an in-division game like Atlanta, Carolina can get over those humps. But the question is, how long could they keep that up for? Uh, Dolphins, Bills,
0: too Pass much. On.
1: Pass it. <laughs> Pass it. Is
0: It's just – or you could just say, Deshaun yeah. Watson, here you come.
1: Yeah. Deshaun, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Buffalo right now – this is precisely the reason why Miami has made calls about Deshaun Watson because they don't trust Tua – they're in a court. Think about this, that they're already looking back and thinking back of the Justin Herbert draft pick, because the fact of if you had Justin Herbert in this offense, this could have been completely different. They would have never needed to trade away pieces, but now yeah. it's crucial. They can't trust to, uh, Tua. now they're asking for, you know, Deshaun and who knows if anything comes back clean, but Josh Allen, it's clear. He owns this division. Now it's all in his hands. And we're just living up in Josh Allen's world in the AFC East. Uh, 49ers, Bears. Well done, Jimmy. 49ers. I I have no
0: words for this game the way the Bears lost this game,
1: man. Yeah. And and like I said, and I hated to say this, but Chicago is the one team that they just, they do not deserve Justin Fields. The way that everything has been set, the offensive line is super slow. Mm-hmm. They can't execute a lot of plays, and it's making the defense deteriorate. They're making them tired. They're they're very defensive reliant. Mm-hmm. This was just bad. It was bad for Chicago, and it's just been a bad even story. Was in,
0: even though they was in that game, it just could they just
1: couldn't execute enough. No, no, they could they could not even they could not execute one bit, and it clearly showed for itself. Facts. Uh, Steelers, Browns, Baker, not baking. Yeah, Pittsburgh, even though that this was probably a snooze of a game because (laughs) Pittsburgh's offense is atrocious. But this also means, too, that, like I said before, this is contract year for Baker Mayfield, but I think this year has finally showed for itself. I'm not saying that Cleveland is not competitive. They very they very much are. But just earlier and I was going to talk about this, but just before deleting it off his story, OBJ comes out and says, "Yo bro, this is not working. This is not working." So at this point, if you're the Browns and you don't really need OBJ, you have Jarvis Landry, you got Donovan Peoples Jones, you have options. So at this point, if you know that Baker Mayfield is too high and he's not the answer, and he's just the quarterback sitting in the seat, I feel like you gotta use OBJ as your trade piece and maybe get somebody up onto the market that could at the very least make this offense work.
0: I think the the Cleveland Browns brought Baker Mayfield back too late from their tour in Yeah. And it played a big part in them be uh losing to the the Pittsburgh Steelers. but that game was fifteen ten.
1: Oh yeah, they 15 went 15 to 10. 10. That
0: was an ugly game,
1: and that's what I'm saying. Pittsburgh is just not so good because Big Ben is just too old. The offense can't even get themselves going. Luckily, you know Najee Harris only had 26 carries, 91 yards, and, and a touchdown. That's it. That's the only spark they had. Yeah, Eagles, Lions, Detroit, Snooze City. The, God, they the Eagle, the Eagles completely annihilated them. But we know what Philadelphia story is. Okay. Apparently flowers work. Right. Apparently they only work in Detroit. Keep Who growing Keep growing them right. while running the football too. If that's protecting your kneecaps is putting flowers or daisies or daffodils on your kneecaps away from these lions, then so be it. I'm, I'm done with Detroit. I really, really am done with Detroit because I felt like Detroit was in games for some Parts of this season, but now I just feel like this is th- th- this is a, a a complete letdown, right? And and I really thought this was the pr- if I'm Dan Campbell, this would have been the game to get a win. This yes, have. This I, have
0: the was, I picked the Lions in an upset. This was my oh, upset so did I the week. So did I. I. And I don't understand how they just come out and they were just flat from the beginning, man.
1: Yeah, I I, I they made not. the Eagles
0: look like they a top five team in the league.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. I could not. It was just unbelievable and absolutely atrocious. Uh, Titans Colts down goes the king. Tighten up. Yeah, they have to. I mean, Derrick Henry at this point now he's put on IR. Adrian Peterson now is going to take over roles as running back. But you got to think about it, though. I mean, Jonathan Taylor had 16 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. And this is why that I said the the offense is going to look different because, look, Ryan Tannehill was not bad. Only 10 incompletions, 23 at 33, 265 yards, and three touchdown passes with no picks. So this is why I feel they could still linger their their talks into the playoffs. They still could. Right. But it'll be interesting – How Mike Vrabel really mans up this offense, you know, from top to bottom. I really, really do. But I do think they have a chance, but it's not going to come to them as easy as people think it is. Right. So Bengals jets, Mike White jetting 405 passing yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 37 of 45. Who in the hell is Mike White? Zach because Wilson's I,
0: replacement. That's exactly what that is. I, I,
1: now, you and I both know I don't like to jump the gun very easily when I see performances like this. Because if it's a guy I've never heard of before, I always try to I have a tendency to kind of come back a little bit, come back to, come back to reality, Jake, because this was a good performance, which I could not believe. And I had the Bengals in this game. I couldn't believe Cincinnati that this game got out of hand just like that. But at least somebody is competent with the football than Zach Wilson is, and who who knew led them led the Jets to victory. Good for Robert Sala. Good for Mike White. Right, and good for the Jets. Period. I mean that that's what we that's honestly what we've been. Hoping and looking for for some sort of life for them. So this was this was a big big statement win. Uh, Rams Texans Super Bowl maybe who? This is the the Rams the Rams Super Bowl bound. There's the yeah. maybe
0: Super Bowl bound.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe a Super Bowl victory. Who knows? But this Rams team, as we talked about, they get Von Miller. They're strengthening up that defense. There's more and more veteran experience. I, th- I think I'm with you on this. This is a completed team. Sean McVay. This is why he got aggressive. Get, get me Matthew Stafford. Get me Von Miller, and we'll bring a championship to the Rams. And I think this is now the perfect opportunity. I mean this this is a this is a completed team with every component just a home run hit. And I think, you know, moving forward, there's not going to be anybody in that conference that's going to stop this team. Right. Jaguars, Seahawks. Oh, man. I don't even know what to really call up on this one. But, I mean, G- Gino, I mean, at least he's he's doing a job here for, for Seattle. But I, I am sick and tired of people saying that Trevor Lawrence is not the real deal stop. This is not all Trevor Lawrence. This is all part of a process. You're either in or you're out because Jacksonville, I promise you somebody mentioned about this, but Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a capable number one or number two. He does not yet. Like if you put him in an offense with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, or Cooper cup, Robert Woods, or even Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I guarantee you, we would not have this conversation about Trevor Lawrence. I think they they would completely brush this away. They think he's a really great quarterback. Right. And that's it. I still do think he is, but this is a this is clearly a rebuilding mode. Jacksonville was not going to be this great. We knew this, but like, look, lay off Trevor Lawrence. We know what we're getting at. It, it, it's not all him. I Absolutely. just think that this was all just. It's a rebuild. It's a completely different process, but it's gonna get better. Uh Washington and the Broncos. WTF. F. Not WFT. What the flabbergastick. Yes. I mean, listen, I, I wish I could tell couch coach or like ask him or Rio Robinson, somebody. But this is not a even big Doug. This is not a Washington football team. That is as aggressive as we thought we'd see it on paper. It is still a young team. They're still trying to get used to themselves, but I don't know. I know right now their quarterback situation is a question mark written all over it, but they had opportunities at a quarterback. They did and they didn't take advantage of it. So you know, and everybody's asking questions. Is this because of the Dan Snyder thing? Is it because of, you know, is Ron Rivera really the answer? It's a question mark all over the place. But, you know, like I said, Denver losing, losing Von Miller now to the LA Rams. It's kind of clear. Denver just gets a good win, but they're not really the team that are, that, that's going to make the playoffs. Um, Buccaneers Saints. Nola gets Tom, you know, Mardi Gras
0: under underrated team.
1: You know, what's funny is that yeah, you know, like, you've seen Mardi Gras, right? You know how crazy that it gets in new Orleans. I feel like Tom Brady had a little bit of that Mardi Gras feel in new Orleans where the saints, they came up big. They lose Jameis Winston for the whole year. And I was really hoping Jameis Winston would rewrite his chapter. But no, unfortunately not. We won't even see it to the very end. So uh, who knows now? I mean, Taysom Hill being the backup quarterback, how this team is really going to end up playing well. But I, I, I was just like, I did not expect that from Tampa Bay. I did not expect that type of upset from them. But who knows how they'll look moving forward. Cowboys, Vikings, Cooper rushed to victory. Yes. Cooper rush. I mean, we weren't even asking so much from him after Dak Prescott went down with an injury. But listen, I have to say this is a very different yet physical Dallas Cowboys team I have not seen in a long time. The, the fact that even if they got rid of Jalen Smith, they Micah Parsons is a home run. Trayvon Diggs is a cover is a covered defensive back. And by the way, this offense altogether is just like, this was, this was made for Dallas. So they're keeping their streaks and hopes alive. They did get news from Mike McCarthy that he will be a hundred percent. Dak Prescott will be back next week. And now let's just see how far the stretch will go for Dallas. And then going into the playoffs coming up. And then finally for Monday night's game, giants chiefs, kingdom <laughs> uh oh man jones runs out the kingdom yeah i think honestly the kansas city chiefs i i do think they are going to win this game but it's going to be such a close margin honestly but you have to think new york they're not in the best boat they got injuries they've got problems of their own but i mean Kansas city's defense is suspect. And right. if you expect them to be running the football, not to mention getting open looks, I say this may be a close game, man. I really do. But I mean, yeah. Kansas, C- Kansas city will get points for their offense, but the way that things have been running the table right now for the chiefs is not been looking good. I want
0: the, Gi- I want the giants to win because you know, they, you know, the, the KC's in our division, but, I just don't see it happening. I think the the senior citizenship for the New York Giants
1: and their wheelchairs with all the injuries they have, it's
0: just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, and like I said, man, I mean, just looking from all of these games from top to bottom, I mean, injury after these last two weeks have sucked for injuries, it really has. And look, I like me personally, I'm not doing so good in fantasy at all. Like, I, I don't understand what the issue is for a lot of them but a lot of these players you think they'd play well but they're all underachieving at the worst time. And right. that's where I'm like part of that is injury, part of that is um I don't know. I mean a lot of these injuries have been crucial for some of these teams. And it's forcing and you know what's funny is you looked at it this the last couple of weeks, it's been forcing everybody to go on yeah. the waiver wire. It's been Absolutely. forcing them to all go and it's like oh man but oh man, that was a lot of fun for quick caps as usual. But <laughs> you know, I have to say, I mean, this this has been an interesting NFL season to start with, and we were already halfway through it. And now the second half, man. I mean, this is gonna this is where we truly find out the identities, and we'll see exactly who the red hot teams are moving in, that they've already got their playoff tickets. Mm-hmm. So we'll see exactly what it means for the rest of the for the rest of the team in the leagues. How they're gonna favor out for the next couple of weeks. But uh so good for you to join for you to join us, man. Really do Absolutely. appreciate it. But
0: I might be coming on here more often and, and be your co-host, you know what I'm saying? So we could get this thing rolling. Oh man,
1: I would um, love that, especially with oh, this. I mean,
0: as- I'll I'll come on, just let me just just let me just let me know if it's okay with you because this is your oh, show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I absolutely love it because I know, like beforehand, I had somebody helping me, Manning, with uh, the hot press, finding topics and finding the ones that we know that we'll talk about, you know, in yes. a quick fashion before, you know, uh, before we go into breaks and yep. going into, you know, the next topic at hand. So it'll be interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. But yeah, I'd love that, man. Absolutely. And just to let everyone
0: know that we are live on ASAP Sports Network. Uh, We are in a collaboration with them as well. I might be on their shows tonight. I think they have Real Talk and Bring It, which will be on the Spotlight Sports Network tonight. I got to get the times for y'all. And we're looking for fresh faces for the Spotlight Sports Network. Podcasters, writers, social media teams, graphic designers, anything you know, if if you have what it takes to sports debate with us, come to the Spotlight Sports Network, message us. On Facebook at Spotlight Sports Network and message us on Instagram at SL Sports Network.
1: Absolutely, you guys. You guys want to be a part of the network and join on in? Well, you know what to do. Go to SpotlightSportsNetwork.com network.com and get into the application up onto the tabs, fill them well, up. And
0: Spotlight Sports Network.com is down right now. That's why I said go over to Instagram because the website uh, yes. is down at this moment.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So definitely go into IG. Definitely go up into mm-hmm. IG. Oh, Travis Berg. Well, look at that. Well, definitely go up on IG. Follow us get, on
0: Instagram at SL Sports
1: Network. Let's get and tell it. Us, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Definitely. Yep. Tell us about yourself, what you bring up onto the table, and we'll definitely work something out right there. Sure will. Yeah, absolutely. All righty, man. So, like I said, like all good things, lots of this stuff's got to come up to an end. I really do appreciate you jumping on by. And yeah, we'll definitely see you around again absolutely you still finishing the show yep this is basically the finish up right here
0: oh okay i just making <laughs> sure um yeah, the website course. would be up on wednesday um i have some things i have to figure out but it'll probably be up between tomorrow and
1: wednesday all right there you go tomorrow and wednesday mm-hmm. sweet all righty well as always We ended up here on the Snake Sports Talk Show on the Spotlight Sports Network. Have a great day. Have a great Monday. And we will see you guys up on Wednesday for another edition of the Snake Sports Talk Show. Mm -hmm. And as usual, like, subscribe, hit the bell button for all latest notifications to keep you up to date. And we will see you guys on Wednesday. Take care, guys.